This episode is brought to you by Quiet Mind. Introducing the original weighted pillow by Quiet Mind, a revolutionary solution for those seeking relief from anxiety, stress, and the symptoms of ADHD and sensory processing disorder commonly associated with autism. The original weighted pillow offers a huggable, compact, and improved alternative to traditional weighted blankets. Created by Mikey Goldman, who has long struggled with ADHD and anxiety, the original weighted pillow is designed to act as a companion, especially for kids. It's super easy to grab and go, so it's always there when you need a boost of calm. The original weighted pillow provides a personal hug, acting as a tool to promote calmness whenever you need it. Unlike bulky weighted blankets, the ultra soft pillow is easy to move and won't cause you to overheat or feel claustrophobic. The Quiet Mind pillow utilizes the science of deep pressure stimulation, delivering the same emotional, cognitive, and physical benefits as a weighted blanket. It offers a compact, portable, and versatile solution for anyone seeking a natural way to unwind. It's particularly beneficial for children with autism, ADHD, and sensory processing disorder. The Quiet Mind Pillow is like a stress ball for your body, providing relief and relaxation. Just hold it, hug it, and quiet your mind. For more information, visit onequietmind.com. That's O-N-E-Q-U-I-E-T-M-I-N-D.com and use the code THEAUTISMDAD at checkout to save 15%. Welcome to the Autism Dad Podcast. I'm Rob Gorski. This show is inspired by my own personal journey as a full-time single dad raising three autistic kids. It's all about special needs parenting, challenges we face every single day, as well as some of the things we have to learn to navigate along the way. This season, we're going to put a major focus on empowering and educating parents. We're going to talk all about building a community of support around your family, the importance of self-care, as well as connecting with services and resources that are vital when it comes to raising a child with special needs. So be sure to check us out at listen.theautismdad.com, subscribe on your favorite podcast listening app, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. On this week's episode of the Autism Dad podcast, we're going to be doing a PSA, and I love doing these. Uh, My guest today is Alyssa Kavner, and she is the Vice President of Clinical Training and Quality at Easter Seals Southern California. And she's here today to talk about a accessibility collaboration that Easter Seals did with Angel Stadium. And we're going to talk about the importance of inclusion, why it matters, how it's helping people. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what they did to try and make going to baseball games more accessible to everyone. So I really appreciate you guys taking the time to tune in and I hope you enjoy the interview. Uh, Thank you so much for taking the time to be here. I really appreciate it. Um, could you take a minute and introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about like who you are, what you do, and why you're here today. Sure. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Alyssa Kavner. Uh, I am the Vice President of Clinical Training and Quality at Easter Seals, Southern California. Uh, and in my work, I oversee our Inclusion, Diversity, Equity, and Access Department. And so that has led us to a collaboration with Angel Stadium, um, and we're here to talk about today. So, all right, I'm really kind of excited about this because, you know, like uh, my oldest was diagnosed back in 2005 uh, as being autistic, and it's taken a long time, it feels like, for things like what we're about to talk about to kind of happen. And so, could you, could you kind of Talk to us about what this collaboration is and like and what what you're doing and, and how it will benefit the community. Sure. 
Easter Seals engaged in a partnership with Angel Stadium really as a commitment to disability inclusion and making a positive difference in the lives of others. And for us in our inclusion, diversity, equity, and access work or idea work, we're really working on community education and outreach for autism. Mm -hmm. So not just, you know, oh, I've heard of autism or I know somebody with autism, but really creating inclusive spaces for all individuals to be able to access things that everybody else is able to access. A lot of times we think of disability, we think of things that we can see, and autism tends to fall in one of those where you're not really able to see um, some of the difficulties that somebody might have when they're entering a space that is for the public. So in our work with Angel Stadium, we collaborated to uh, give some information about how to create a sensory-friendly room that exists right within Angel Stadium. So it's really exciting because on game days, should the noise be too much or people being around you be overwhelming, um, there's a space for people to go to. It's right near guest services. And during that time, they can also check out a bag, a sensory bag. And they have things in there like fidgets, they have fans, they have noise canceling headphones. And in that room, it's also... Uh, been padded so the noise is reduced and there's just a sense of calm when you enter that room. There's a variety of activities that people can engage in and it's really meant to meet individuals' needs to de-escalate, re-energize, recompose themselves so that they can go back and enjoy the game the rest the way everybody else can. How do people that's so cool. Um the first experience I had with something similar to this was in Orlando. Um, it was right before COVID and it was, um, an autism certified hotel and, and they had kind of little like breakout areas sort of like that, where you could go and your kids could, you know, experience whatever they needed to experience. They had like sensory things like that. Uh, and I, and we experienced the same thing at the sea world that was attached as well. How, so it's, it's, it's really cool to see something like this because kids love going to baseball games, right? I mean, that's just sort of like right. it's America's pastime for a reason, right? It's a great time. And it's, and it's harder for families like mine to participate in things like that because of the sensory overload, because of the noise, because of the large crowds. And, and so it's, oh, it's just so cool that, um, that these types of things are, are being created in order to allow access to all the things that everyone else gets to do. Exactly. Just because somebody might process sensory information a different way doesn't mean that they should be excluded from accessing activities. And so when you think of a place like Angel Stadium that has all the lights and all the sounds and all the people around, um, to be able to step away and have a, a space that encourages calm and regulation while also offering other simulating activities. You know, on the other end of the spectrum is somebody that might be bored sitting in a baseball game that can last for hours and need some type of movement, need a place to go to. Mm -hmm. And rather than walking around and trying to navigate the crowds, again, this space also offers um, just a little reprieve for the individual as well as their family members. And it's also cool because the game can play in there in the room as well too. You can have sound on, you can have sound off. So you're not missing out on anything. So you can be included the entire time. You just have a different space to um, access and during the time when you're at the stadium. 
I was going to ask you about that because that that's really cool. So they can still experience what they're there to experience, but just in an environment that's more uh, suited for their needs in that moment. Um, mm -hmm. How do people? So if if just as kind of like a, a scenario, so that parents, because like we like to have kind of like walk through things, right? Like we want to know how something works before we go and do it. So if if I had my kids out there and one of my kids was becoming overstimulated or needed that break. Do we just walk over there and go in, or is there a process to um, to be able to utilize that room? Yeah, that's a great question. I would say before attending any events, my suggestion to people with family members who have an ASD diagnosis is just reach out to their guest services. Um, at Easter Seals is doing a lot of consultations with organizations like Angel Stadium, where we... Um, are helping to create those spaces. So guest services is usually your best place to go to, and they'll direct you to exactly where that location is should you need to access it, as well as other tools that may be available for uh, the individual during that time. Like I said, they have kits that you can take out for a little bit. So they have noise canceling headphones that you can borrow for the game. So you might not need to access the space, but you can use the, the items that are in those kits to help you you know, remain in your seat or around the stadium as well, too. So guest services would be the best place to go to. So what what prompted this whole thing to take place? So that's a great question. Like I said, uh, Easter Seals has had this partnership. We actually started, I believe it was back in 2019. Easter Seals is celebrating their 100 year anniversary. Um, and so as a way to gain more attention to um, the needs and just create more disability inclusion awareness and acceptance. Um, Angels has been a great partner in that space. So we had for um, the year of 2019, they actually donated $100 for every double hit that occurred during a home game at Angel oh, Stadium. Wow. And they also display our logo um, and had a little promo video within the stadium as well, too, on their their screen uh, that's in you know the the, the field area. Mm -hmm. um, so again, it's just a partnership to really create more um, awareness and visibility for the needs of people with disabilities. That's really cool. That that's really really cool. <laughs> when like when did the sensory? How long has the sensory room itself been um, in existence? Great question. You know, the sensory room we worked on towards the end of 2022. Okay. And they just launched it last month in 2023. So uh, what is that? We're in June now. So May. So it's May. pretty new. Okay. Yeah. So obviously, you know, building and um, construction on a, a space within the stadium to make sure that it was sensory friendly took a little while. But yeah. they were really thoughtful in the manufacturing of the space to make sure it included all aspects to meet the needs across the spectrum. That's so cool. That is so cool. What has... What has um, like the response been? Have you heard, have you gotten feedback from parents or families that have had to uh, or, or been able to benefit from, from that um, room? You know, it's interesting. I haven't had direct feedback yet from individuals who go to the game. I was able to visit it upon its completion and see everything. And what I did learn from Angel Stadium is that their staff themselves could just be found in the room. So when they needed to take space, they were this room is very calming. They would bring their laptops down there and they're just working. So the space itself is also creating an opportunity for education amongst the staff 
and acceptance in terms of, I also have needs that are very similar to others um, who may or may not have a diagnosis and that this space is inclusive for all, not just somebody with an autism spectrum disorder diagnosis or somebody that falls under the neurodiverse umbrella. It really Mm -hmm. does meet needs for everybody throughout their workday. And we have similar needs across everyone. And and inclusion means everyone, right? So, so that's, that's a really important thing. I think that we, we sometimes forget. Um, I, I, it's cool. The idea of having like the staff, like people gravitating to it who normally maybe wouldn't, uh, think to utilize something like that maybe because it, because it helps give them more insight and, um, context into kind of what other people might be experiencing and why something like this could be helpful. And I think it just, like you said, it raises awareness and it helps to, um, it helps people, I guess, maybe better empathize with, yep. with what, with what people are going through. Empathize and accept. And for me, the foundation of inclusion, it comes to humanizing people. Right. Mm-hmm. And so while, um, we might not all be exactly similar, there's a lot of similarity in the behaviors that we all engage in. So seeing that you and I are not as different, we're both humans. Um, and we, have needs that can be met in similar ways really helps to foster that inclusion conversation. You know, when you talk about self-stimulatory behaviors, which people with an ASD diagnosis may or may may not engage in, people that identify as neurotypical also engage in self-stimulatory behaviors. The difference may be in intensity or duration, Mm -hmm. uh, but really it's something that we all do. So being able to find that common ground and seeing each other in humans and seeing our commonalities really does help that lead the way towards inclusion and understanding people as people. That, you know, that's, well, that's really deep actually. And, and I think that when, when we, when we find common ground like this, it helps us to connect on that human level. And, and that transcends differences that would normally divide us or, or, or kind of put us in different places or whatever. And, and that's, that's, that's a really cool way to look at it. I've never, I've never really looked at it like that, but, but that's a really, that's a really interesting way of, of approaching inclusion. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the work that we're trying to do at Easter Seals to educate the community is to recognize, help people recognize that their space is may not be inclusive and it's not a huge change. And not only people with a diagnosis of ASD or mm-hmm. people that identify as neurodiverse will benefit, just like Angel Stadium, we're having, you know, people that work there go and access this environment, which is a benefit for them throughout their workday. So inclusion doesn't mean have to mean a lot of extra effort. It just means have to look at, you have to look at things from a different lens and recognize that there is benefits for a lot of people. Um, a lot of times when we talk about employing people who identify as neurodiverse or neurodivergent, um, accommodations that you can make are things such as, you know, the lights being mindful of the brightness of the lights and Mm -hmm. that can help people who have migraines, you know, there's, Mm -hmm. so there's so many ways that inclusion can inclusive, inclusive practices can really benefit society as a whole, um, for accessing things in a more, in a more safe, uh, way. And, And I think that's a really good point. I think 
a lot of times when we think accommodations or we think inclusion, we think that there's massive changes that have to be done or it's not co- it's cost prohibitive or or whatever. And sometimes it's very simple things that will not only help that person, but you find that it will also help other people who who are like you said like neurotypical or you know like there's 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 so many things that we all have in common regardless of a diagnosis or not having a diagnosis you know that uh these little changes can can make a positive impact on on everyone so i guess before you assume that you can't do something because it's too expensive or that it's too big of a project take a minute and like research it and, and, and look, because it might not be nearly as, um, you know, challenging as you think it, it is. And then the benefits go beyond just people with a diagnosis. Yeah. You open up to a whole community of people, uh, who would otherwise not have access to what you're doing. And that's good for business. If you're a business and it's good, it's, it's just, it's good karma. I think it's in, in, and being able to kind of inject some normalcy into people's lives who need it, that can make such a huge difference for them. So, so this is, this is really, really cool. It's very Yeah. Cool. I think that the more that we can include people with varied abilities or different diagnoses, the stronger activities will be, the stronger interactions will be, the stronger workplace productivity will be. You're bringing in difference in thought, which can expand to new ideas. So, you know, this is just a start for Angel Stadium in terms of how they're looking at accessibility within their space and to their events that they have on an ongoing basis. So if if parents are out there listening and, you know, a lot of times we want to kind of know as much as we can prior to, you know, doing something like that. Is there a website or, or someplace they can go to get more information and make sure that, you know, like it's a good fit for what they, you know, might need? Yep. That's a great question. Before any family goes to an event and they're maybe concerned or having some anxiety, it's always good to look at what resources are available mm-hmm. ahead of time. And Angel Stadium has done just that. If you go to their webpage, you can click on the accessibility guide And if you click on learn more, you'll see information about their sensory inclusion, sensory bags, their sensory map. There's also a social story that you can utilize before attending a game. And then they have information on the sensory room and where, where it's located, et cetera. I, you know, this is, this is really cool. I love being able to like have these conversations and just do kind of like these little shorter episodes where we're kind of highlighting companies or organizations who are working to make life more inclusive, you know, cause there, there's not enough of it, you know, and, 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 um, we need to celebrate and support the people who are doing this because it, it allows families like mine to access things that, that they might not otherwise be able to do. And, uh, that's a really cool thing. And, and I really, really appreciate your time and, and for coming on here and helping us understand what, what was happening and, and why it happened. And, how it's benefiting people and, uh, and all of that stuff. Well, I appreciate you having us and letting us share our story. And as I said, Easter Seal Southern California's goal is to really promote inclusion um, for people with disabilities in their communities so that they can live, learn, work, and play successfully.
so if, if people out there listening are like, Hey, you know, I want to have something like this in my area. Um, can you, can you help them to get information or uh, make something like that happen? We would love to help expand the work that we're doing in various communities. So uh, if you email and I'll give this information over to you so you can include it, essidea at essc.org. We will, uh, that will hit our inclusion team and we can get back to you and engage in some collaboration to find out how we can start the work in your own community. Very cool. Thank you so much for taking your time. To, uh, to do this and work through some of the technical hiccups that I just apparently can't seem to shake today. But, uh, <laughs> you know, that's no life. worries. And I appreciate you inviting us and the work that you're doing too. I had a chance to listen to some of your other podcasts and I really like your perspectives and I appreciate hearing you being so candid and sharing your journey as a dad of three autistic individuals. Thank you. I appreciate that. I look forward to future opportunities, collaboration. If anything else comes up, feel free to reach out. Oh, for sure. You know, if you guys, this is a, this is a really positive thing and, um, it's a cool thing and I'm, I'm happy to do this and I'm, I'm grateful that you guys, uh, are doing everything that you're doing for families like mine. So, uh, thank you very much. Yes, of course. Real quick, before I let you go, I just want to say thank you for tuning in. I, I really appreciate it, and I hope you enjoyed this episode, and it has a positive impact on your life, because that's what I'm aiming for here. As a reminder, you can visit listen.theautismdent.com. You can learn about me and anything related to the show. You can subscribe on any one of your favorite podcast listening apps so you never miss a new episode. And please take a moment and rate us on Apple Podcasts. There'll be a link in the show notes below for you just to click and it'll take you right there. It takes like 30 seconds and it makes a big difference. So it's a great way to support the show and uh, help keep the wheels turning. So have a great week and we'll talk. 